Here's an honest question. How are you supposed to know what to do with your money? Very few of us are exposed to meaningful advice on how to manage our finances. Even fewer have the means to get professional financial guidance. Betterment is a platform that was built to do something radical, to give accessible financial advice that puts you first. If you're like most Americans, your money is probably sitting in a savings account, likely earning you next to nothing. Maybe you have an investment account that you're not really sure what to do with. Betterment can help you make sense of what to do with your money. Investing involves risk, but you don't have to know the ins and the outs of the stock market to start investing for your future. Betterment's technology will put your money to work choosing the stocks and strategies that are right for you because we know you have other things to do. Betterment's platform can even provide guidance on what financial goals make sense for you. Give your money a new home with Betterment, peace of mind included. Download the Betterment app today. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T for the betterment of you. Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to another episode of Forever Blue Shirts Radio. This voice is a little different because our usual host, Russell Hartman, is not with us today. He had a previous engagement and was tied up, unfortunately, so he could not make it. So just on the pod today is myself, John Luke Shapiro, contributor and best-looking guy on 4B, along with my cohort and our... <laughs> our oh, shut up. The, the other part of the first line, Kevin Krupe. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm good. We're a little shorthanded today. Russell took a penalty, so uh, he's in the box. Obviously, hockey jokes. Ha, ha, ha. What would, what would Russell go into the penalty box for? Definitely, I feel like hooking or instigating. No, I think he'll go for tripping. Embellishment. That's, no, I embellishment. Think, I think embellishment's yes. definitely the one he's going to go for. No, embellishment definitely <laughs> would be good because, you know... He he would definitely try to sell a call. You know, I see him in the vein of like a Brad Marchand kind of guy, and he's yeah, yeah, knocked... yeah. He he barely gets tapped on like the leg while someone's oh. trying to poke away. He's like, oh, there oh, I go. Darn and then it. meanwhile, Russell's licking somebody else. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, man. That's just this how we see it. We're not calling you Brad Marchand. We're just no. saying this is what you do. Yes. I hate Brad Marchand so much. Yeah, I don't like Marchand either. But anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. So again, th- the point. thank you for taking the time out to listen to us. And if you haven't already, please check us out on Twitter uh, f- at Forever Blue Shirts. Also follow uh, Kevin over here at Space Earthbender. I myself am at JL Shapiro 8. And Russell's, I think, is at Russell Hartman 1. Creative. <laughs> Very. I mean, it's professional. I'll give no. him that. Like, you guys have the professional one. I have, like, some asinine one. Well, it's like, be- this one's going to sell cool, guys. Well, it's, that's it's because not. you clearly made the account when you were 10. That's no, all. I actually made that one after my first account. I, I don't even want to know what the first one was. <laughs> I mean, it has my name in it, so it's actually more professional than this one. Kevin Kruppi 2. Uh, anyway. <laughs> there was already a Kevin Kruppi 1. <laughs> right, you would so- not let me buy it off of him. <laughs> Oh, bribery. Anyways, let's get right to it, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Uh, So obviously, we've had a very interesting week full of hockey. And first of all, before we get into any of the recaps and stuff with the games, uh, we want to talk about uh, this sort of good problem the Rangers have, and it's involving Henrik Lundqvist and Alexander Georgiev. Now, Kevin, obviously, you just put out an article recently that talks about the value of Georgiev in a trade. And um, it's arguably the both of those guys are arguably the reasons why the Rangers have won a couple of games so far. So since you wrote the article, Kevin, just elaborate on your point a little bit more and tell us why do you think not only uh, the Rangers are winning because of them, but also tell us why Georgiev is such an important trade chip to other teams for uh, maybe futures or how he can, you know, essentially fit into the Rangers rebuild down the line. 
Well, fantastic long question. Thank you. I know I was ready to answer after the first one. Well, then again, but, I'm not you know, the one that got, came up with it, you Kevin. you got to so... give me a two-parter, of course. Of course. So, part one, the Rangers have fantastic goaltending. They have Benoit Allaire, the goalie guru, the goalie whisperer. You could call him whatever. He's the guy who sought out Alexander Georgiev. He's like, this is the guy we need. You should sign him. Undrafted free agent. Steele getting minimum cap hit, which is fantastic. He really is... A di- like the true diamond in the rough guy. Well, what is he making, uh, so to speak? Just to kind of put the I numbers I think it's about $792,500 approximately because wow. I've been looking at the numbers wow, really, so much. You really I'm memorized pre- that, didn't you? you I'm were- pretty sure because I was comparing his and Igor's, and Igor actually makes more than him. But besides the point, these two guys have been playing really well. We saw flashes of it last year with Georgiev when him and Henrik Lundqvist were splitting time. And now, you know, he stole a few games away. He's looking fantastic. Unfortunately, there are still the games where the defense kind of lets him down a little bit. You know, this is the four, the, what was it, the four goals against the Devils, the six goals against Ottawa. Oh, and then, Senators, you know, of course. Yeah. And then after, as this podcast out, comes out, we'll see the result of um, the Penguins game. So you can make your own assessments after that. But, you know, there have been a lot of games that really, he really let up one goal, two goals. Every game he's seen. 30 shots so it's not like he's had easy nights um it's only those small sample sizes that kind of skew the numbers a lot but he looks good and Henrik Lundqvist is vintage Henrik Lundqvist man like last year was he said it was depressing he said it wasn't a great game for him it wasn't a great year for him well I mean and when he, when you have basically every one of your teammates get dealt at the deadline I mean that is that is pretty demoralizing well, well not even just know? that it's just he says he wasn't used to kind of being on that end of the stick where they're not winning and they're not winning a, a lot like you know at least where there was the years where they didn't like they were half and half he can yeah, get used yeah. to it they're always in a playoff push and this is the first year he really wasn't but now Absolutely. he came back this year he increased his you know his reps in the offseason he was ready to go um and i was i was at the game in uh against detroit last wednesday and he looked dynamite he looked electric he was unbelievable and then you come back out you're expecting your give in carolina and it's henrik lundquist again and he was he stole that game. <laughs> yeah, no. He had, Henry, Henry the, definitely stole that game. That, that's no doubt bad, in my mind about that one. Oh, definitely. No, for this sure. is where the bad part comes in, though. He stole the game. The Rangers did not deserve bad. to win that game at all. You know, it's it it goes to show it's like it's always been the Rangers' problem. They rely on the goaltending too much. But at this point in their in the young defenseman's development, it's not good. It kind of – you kind of can't have someone bail you out. You get used to it. You get – Obviously, Quinn's probably riding them hard. It's like, you got to give 100% the whole time. I know you want to be offensive. I know you want to score goals and get points, but you have to be responsible defensively. And we're seeing forwards do that. You're seeing Ryan Strom. You're seeing uh, Brendan Smith. You're seeing Ar- even Artemi Panarin against the Ottawa game. It's just, you know, these guys need to be more responsible defensively, and the goalies are bailing them out. Now, let me but ask like, you this let- question before you go on to your next point. Let me ask you this question. So you look at the goaltenders like Henrik and mm-hmm. like Georgiev, and – We've seen other goaltenders do well under Benoit Allaire. How mm-hmm. much? Of, how much of it is Benoit Allaire, and how much is it the goalies themselves? Because if you take a look at what the Rangers have had uh, behind Henrik over the last couple of years, you've had guys mm-hmm. like Antti Ranta, you've had yep. guys like Cam Talbot, you've yep, had yep. guys like uh, Chad or Chad Johnson, I think that's his name. Yeah, um, Chad who else? Um, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. But the Rangers have had. A lot of decent backup. Uh, Marty Biron was another example who played Fantastic. well. He was a great backup, yeah. You know, before Tomas Hurdle ended his career. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Marty Biron was, was uh, solid. So now if you think about it, if let's say the Rangers end up trading Georgiev, mm-hmm. do you think he'll be able to continue the success that he has here? Or will he fall in the same vein as Aranta? Or a um, or a Cam Talbot because I think he could I think he could actually be better than some of mm-hmm. those guys and it's not a knock against those guys it's well, just well, that actually, I think Yorkiev is a little more athletic been, so Ranta hasn't been terrible he stayed at the same team obviously that team's Arizona mm-hmm. but Cam Talbot went to Edmonton so that's not much of a better team now you look at these two guys Ranta I believe is hurt at the moment I think so I think he's I think he started the season on the IR so I can't really judge this year but last year he was pretty solid. Unfortunately, we can't say the same thing about Camp Talbot, who's now the backup in Calgary. In Calgary. Yeah. Now, it's it's like one of those weird situations where 
yeah, they go to a different team. Obviously, those teams are not as good as the Rangers were while they were on the team. But at the same time, it is a good Chuck uh, Benoit Lair. These guys were young. They um, not so much Ronta than than Cam Talbot, but you know, having a good goalie coach is what makes the goalie. Like yeah, they're the ones who know what mistakes they're making. They are solely focused on like okay, this is how you approach each shot, each breakaway. You know, the power play, the pen, like you know, mm-hmm. every situation. And you know, Benoit Lair obviously is one of the best in the business. And it's just when I mean, I'm not saying that as a Rangers fan, I'm saying that as a general hockey fan. Generally speaking, you, of course, all yeah. you need to do is look at the past goalies in the te- past ten years. And you could just make that assumption. You have to just look at their prospects at the moment. Igor Sizjurskin, um, Adam Huska. Uh, I think it's uh, Wall. That's for T- Tyler um, Wall. He plays Tyler Wall. For, yes, I didn't want to. I yep. think I want to say he's with Maine. Not entirely mm-hmm. sure about that. Don't, no, no don't, I think it might be Harvard. Regardless, oh, he might be still in college. That's true. Yeah, no, he's still in, he's still in college. And obviously, um, Olaf Lindblom is another yes, one thank you, you can that, throw in there as well. Who follows me on four. Twitter, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> no no need to shout out jail we all get it we you're you're everybody loves you uh, yeah, um yeah, that's what they all say yep me and my 95 followers <laughs> <laughs> but but let me let me let me no, post no, no, this, but let me pose this just, question just let me let me finish this statement okay. but okay all right Kevin, that's just four that's four guys ready to take the place of alexander georgiev and before i let you continue jail just in my article i state why it's not a bad thing to trade him everybody's like georgiev's the future georgiev's the future it's not it's igor sejerskin and he's taking his lumps. And you don't put, if you just look at his numbers in the AHL, unbelievable numbers, like godlike numbers he was doing, he's putting with the KHL. And you can't keep him in the AHL that long. Well, that's, you that's just can't. Understatement it, of the century right there. You, it's like he'll, he knows he's staying there, but there's no reason to keep him there. And there's no reason to sign Georgiev if you have a backup like that coming the next year. But go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, no, you. no. You, you pretty much transitioned into my point, my, my point well enough. So. Obviously, you think it's it's right to for the Rangers front office to try and move him for something down the line. Now, speaking of trades, because I, I do agree with you on that point, but speaking of trades, which I'm I'm very adamant on this one. Um, so there have been rumors going around lately that the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers are interested in a swap for uh, Leah Sanderson and Jesse Puljujarvi. That's a very that's a tongue twister in its own I- right. I've tried to say it for the past like fifteen minutes, and pull, I always say it wrong. Yarvi. I get pull your Yarvi. Pull your Yarvi. Steve can. Steve uh, you know, no, Steve will rip us a new one because obviously <laughs> we said it wrong. But but no, so, yeah. Oh, well, of course. But so pull your Yarvi and Anderson. The swap that there's potentially being thrown out there. Uh, I I I think that's a I think that's a really good a trade in the sense that. If you take a look at how the Rangers are currently built, you look at who they have down the middle coming through the system. Mm-hmm. So obviously you have Mika Zibanejad. Uh, yep. He's going to be the guy, number one, of course. He's proven it. He's shown it to us this season so far. And for the next three seasons, unless they decide to just somehow trade him, which they won't, he's going to be the guy. After him, we look at uh, Philip Heedle. He's come out like a monster from Hartford, and he's been on fire. So obviously he wants to stay, and it seems like he's going to be penciled in as the number two. Then if you go further down the line, you have Brett Howden, who a lot of people seem to not necessarily like too much, but Brett Howden's played a very strong game this season where he's playing as a defensive third-line center, and he's gotten the job done. That's what they drafted him for. That's what he's going to be there for. So now you have another spot open, whether it's the third center or Howden goes to fourth, or Howden is the third and this open center goes to fourth. And we hope it's Leas Anderson, but you also have a guy by the name of Carl Henriksen, who yep. is impressing in Sweden with his teammates Lucas Raymond and Alexander Holtz. So mm-hmm. now the question begs, Leas Anderson, his future with the team seems kind of clouded in the sense that can he either stay with his spot on the fourth line or maybe play a wing position? Or if he doesn't transition well, you trade him for a guy like Puliyarvi to stick with Capo Caco. So it all fellow Finn, fellow Finn, and and he's pretty much the only Finnish player on the team, Capo Caco. So mm-hmm. for me, I think I I think it would be a halfway decent trade. I'm not exactly too thrilled about losing Leas, but sometimes you have to give and take in terms of getting what you want, and I think that could benefit both teams. Well, 
Yes and no. Well, unfortunately for the Rangers, they won't benefit from it immediately because Jesse Puljujarvi decided to stay in Finland for the remainder of the season, regardless of the outcome of any potential trade, signing, etc. So that doesn't mean the trade is dead. It just means that Puljujarvi won't be with his countrymen right away. It might end up being March or April if they get a deal done. But, you know, that's at the end of November. You got about a couple, you got a few weeks left to, to kind of trade for him, sign him, agree to some sort of extension. And it's just, it's all muddy. Uh, personally, if it does happen, that definitely means they went to him and be like, look, we're going to sign you. We want you here. You're coming back over. If it doesn't happen, you know, you never know. He could always just, I'm not too clear on the contract details. I'm not sure if he's actually a free agent after the season or not, but I don't know who owns his rights. But uh, I definitely agree. It's it's. De- Are you it's speaking good. of Puya Yarvi? Yeah, I'm speaking of Puya Yarvi. Well, obviously um, Edmonton holds his rights, of course. No, no, no. I I, mean, I don't know how long they have it after this season. That's what I'm oh, trying to okay, get. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. misheard so, you there. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mishear you. <laughs> thank you, thank you for asking. Because I'm sure other to, people misheard me as well. But just to interject, though, so you don't think that Puya Yarvi wouldn't come over if? The Rangers offered him a contract to play on the NHL team right away. You know, well, like obviously before. What, what, is, he, what is he going to do? He's going to take back what he said. It's like I'm going to play for this team, and this is where I'm going to be the whole entire season. I mean, oh, the Rangers signed me. Okay, let's go. I'm no, gone. It's not entirely Screw impossible. All of you guys. I mean, it's not impossible. I mean, players have walked back before. No, I and I agree. It has. It's just you know. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't necessarily with, rule with, it with, out with his track record. I mean, I don't see it not happening. Yeah, it's just I'm not. Until, like, obviously we were following this closely all weekend, but until he said um, that, you know, he's going to stay in Finland, I was pretty confident that he was going to be traded here. And now that that's not the case anymore, I'm, my my percentage was at, like, 60, 65. Now it's down to, like, 20. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like, think it's going to happen. It's more just like, it's, it's like you're trading a pick, basically. Yeah. It's like you're trading for a pick, which you could do with Elias, and- Elias Anderson, but like you said, he doesn't belong on the team at least it doesn't seem that way but everybody says look he needs more minutes which he obviously does there's no doubt about that i i, I think if if they're going to make a trade i think a trade's going to happen it, if they make the trade before december 1st i am confident that puli yarvi would come here you know because i mean that'd be great it, it but just... but if the trade if a trade doesn't happen uh if a trade doesn't happen now and it happens after december I think I think they should just make the trade at the end of the season to be honest if that's the case either that or just don't make the trade at all because yeah. people you know I know a lot you of... don't know you don't know where you're gonna get at the deadline no and this brings exactly. it back to Georgiev where it's like the Rangers do have a lot of pieces to trade mm-hmm. now Leas Anderson not being one of them now we see Ryan Strom currently on the first line with Mika's Banjet out he's gonna be gone. He his contract's up at the end of the year. Yeah, he's he's Chris he's, Kreider's he's putting contract his value up. Kreider As, and and, and Strom are, are making their value known. And, an, and, and another one who you know just out of you know sheer curiosity, I, I kind of think that D'Angelo's name would be thrown around a lot just because of the season he's had it. And yeah. that's not saying he's going anywhere. The, he's looked amazing. Absolutely. And he's proving that he deserves a big contract after this season. It's just. With the influx of all your defensemen that could potentially be ready next year, Nils Lundqvist, Keandre Miller, you know, Yegor Rykov, if he decides to, you know, be healthy for once. But and I don't then think the it's necessarily of, his fault, Kevin. Goodness. <laughs> then the emergence of Libor Hayek, Ryan Lindgren, um, Adam Fox, and now you have Truba and Shea on the roster. Still, It's it's a logjam. And Tony D'Angelo could be that player to fetch you that first-round pick. Well, that I think, fetches you I think a first-round pick and a prospect because he's – he is that good. He was the best defenseman last year defensively, not just offensively. Defensively, he was the best defenseman, and he was the most responsible. And he he's proving it now. He's just he's not now. He's not the best defenseman. It's more Truba. It's more Lindgren. You know, defensive defensively, it's just he's he's a very interesting kid. We're definitely going to see trade rumors about it. It's just you, you don't you don't know what could happen. We didn't know that Ryan McDonough, JT Miller. All these guys were going to go to the Lightning. Well, that happened out of the blue. Like that just exactly. that, that, that happened, happened out, out of the blue. No, it's just that no one knew thing. that was going to happen. We just keep everything close to the vest up until like the last fifteen minutes, and then we get a flurry of 
oh, this guy's going here, this guy's going here, this guy's going here, and something completely different. Well, I think with the emergence of Ryan Lindgren, it makes a lot of the defensemen expendable in terms of a guy mm-hmm. like D'Angelo and a guy like Mark Stahl. Um, we don't like like you said, the Rangers like to keep things very close to the vest, so we don't exactly know what's going to happen. Uh, kind of similar to what happened with the Vladislav Nemestikov trade, where we famously recorded our podcast. If, if anyone doesn't know, before we go into our next topic, <laughs> we recorded a whole section, a whole show, me, Russell, and Kevin. We recorded this amazing podcast talking about the first two games of the season. We were ecstatic. We were ecstatic. We were into it. We were excited. And literally five minutes after I stopped the record button, Vladislav Nemestikov has been dealt to the Senators. It's like, oh, great. Now we have to go back on. <laughs> then then and we record. had to do it without Russell. Yeah, we had to but do like, it, it without him. Because we also had an interview. So it was like you, me, Russell. Then I think it was Russell and whoever we interviewed. I think it was me and Russell. Yeah. Then it was me, you, and Russell again. Then it was just me and you. Wasn't it that? So wasn't that it was the Vince McCogliano episode? It, I think it was. Vince, <laughs> Vince, come back on. We by the By the way, j- just again, Vince McCogliano, great guy on the beat. He's doing a great job for Lohud.com. Oh my god, he, he, that's an understatement. He, He's been a delight to he follow. He asks all the questions that we want to ask, but not in the way where he's catering to the trolls, so to speak. Mm-hmm. He, 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 <laughs> see, he sees the constructive questions. You mean he questions. asks it in a professional manner? Yes, but not <laughs> in a very trolly way either. I think he takes some of the questions mm-hmm. that everyone's been asking he puts it in the right way. So good job for uh, to Vince McCogliano. Well, no, he, he really is, like, you know, in this day and age where Twitter is such a hot, like, a popular, obviously, it's a popular. Yeah. God, Kevin. No, <laughs> it's brain is broken. It's it's not broken. It's just not working ever. <laughs> but in this world where you know you constantly get berated, it's like the Rangers Twitter probably has everything set to mute. You know, certain <laughs> players have you know invis- like you know the fake accounts, so no one has to bother them. Yeah. But in this day and age, it's just it's good that he's taking a a huge majority of questions where he could be asking about Jesse mm-hmm. Puljujarvi if you know he does see a JG or a JD. Um, in the locker room around the, around MSG, <laughs> he can ask them that. He can ask certain questions that they may give some inkling to, not obviously give it away, but better than asking nothing. Yes, so good good for Vince. We enjoyed having him on, and we want to get him back on. So now moving on to another topic here. Uh, good segue. Well, that was perfect. Well, thank you. I mean, that wasn't abrupt at all or anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I had to get you to be quiet somehow. <laughs> It'll never work. <laughs> Anyways, go, ask, ask me your next question. Well, host. The, well, I'm not asking you. We're having a conversation, Kevin. Um, God damn. <laughs> all right. So obviously the Rangers currently have some injury issues. Mika Zibanejad is out with an upper body injury that seems to be lingering a little bit more than most people anticipated, including the Rangers themselves. Mm-hmm. And also Mark Stahl will be out indefinitely for the next two weeks after getting surgery on his ankle after having an infection. Possibly so, more will be reevaluated at that time, so we could be looking at two weeks, two, to maybe about a month, two extra weeks, about a month. Maybe he yeah. might be back in the next calendar year, depending on how his leg is. So now, no, let, let be, me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this. Sorry to interject. No, no, no. Go ahead. Obviously, two different injuries. Two. These are two injuries that have completely different effects. Now, with Mark Stahl, obviously, he's not the same Mark Stahl we used to love, and you know die for but mm-hmm. you know he's out what really happens now it's just all these young guys get put in now with the opposite with because of bad jet he's staple he's the young up-and-coming captain potentially so what do these two do for the rangers lineup the locker room because they're not traveling on this next road trip they made it clear no. that it's very unlikely that because of bad will so how does this affect the locker room both in a positive and a negative way well let, let me start with mark stall because um I think when it comes to a guy like Mark Stahl, the positive, I don't want to call you don't want to call it positive, but I guess maybe the uh, it's it's hard to say positive, but I guess in terms for the other young defensemen who are trying to get a shot, it means that they'll be able to have more time to prove themselves. Again, let me just put on the record, you don't want to wish anyone harm, don't want to wish anyone injury. That's not what we're advocating here, but we. We see that with Stahl's absence, a guy like a Ryan Lindgren can uh, he can get his shot, and he definitely made the most of it on Sunday night, scoring his first goal. And for Sunday the mo- afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Sorry, <laughs> that was. I'm just saying, you know, because I had to switch between that and the Giants and Jets game the whole time. Yeah, 
J E T S. Anyways, um, whatever. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> so, so just the to, giants to, in an O line. Just to, just to reiterate on that point, we're not going to talk about that now because uh, boss man's going to get mad at us. Um, okay. Hockey only. Yeah, Rangers hockey. hockey yeah, only. Rangers hockey only. So uh, to go back on the, the point on stall. So you know, a guy like Ryan Lindgren who's making his his point, and it also allows for the players to make. You know, to have a little bit more of a leash, because if there's an extra defensive in there who's healthy and a guy has a bad game, then it gives Quinn a chance to say, you didn't play well, you're going to sit out and I'm going to bring this guy in. But now that he doesn't have the opportunity to do that, and it doesn't seem like a guy in Hartford is going to do that to any one of the guys currently, it allows for the defenseman to make a mistake and maybe have a bad game, but not have that fear of getting taken out of the lineup. Now, on the negative side, obviously... A guy like Stahl, veteran presence, alternate captain, the a rock and a leader for this team. He's not going to be there. His his on ice contributions in terms of how he knows the game, how he goes about it, how he yeah. goes about his daily routine, uh, is something that could be missed by a lot of the players that the especially the younger guys on the team. So I think that's one thing. Now to touch on Mika, it's a, it's a different story with Mika because it's completely different. That's and that's why I asked it because. You see how big of a breakout he has last year. You oh, see how yeah. well he clicks with Panarin and with um, and with uh, Bushnevich mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year, and it's just it's such a hard hitting blow. But two things here: it's like you could see that it's different, but it really hasn't slowed them down. No, of course as not. As bad as we thought it would, obviously Mika Zibanejad has missed. Mm-hmm. We need him back. Huh. I mean, they can't the- sustain it like this forever, but. Panarin really has been picking up a slack. That's why he's worth that much money. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this every single time. He's worth that much money because he, he he's over a point-per-game pace right now. Yes, he is. And, and, the, and the thing with Mika, too, is, is that Mika, he supplements that as his center. Well, before he got hurt or before he, they switched the lines around, you know, Mika, Mika is the guy who pretty much puts everyone on a different level with a guy like Panarin. So mm-hmm. there's really no positive to I don't want to say positive. There's really no like upside for Mika not being around because Mika is tremendous on the faceoffs. He's arguably the best pure centerman on this team when it comes to faceoffs. Um you know, a guy like Leah Sanderson who I think he's his roommate can learn a lot from him, especially during a game. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, the the negatives are abound here. You know, you need a your your number one guy. He's not there. People underestimate how fast he is. He's got great control of the puck. He has hockey vision through the roof. Uh, he's a leader. He's he, yeah. He's he's, he's, he's one like, of the guys. We, we've discussed this even before the season started. We we expected him to be the captain, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty much like they lost their captain. And it's just that hasn't really. If this was last year, I think it would have hit a lot harder than this year, only because Panarin's such an infectious personality on the team. Yeah. You know, you have all these young guys that are starting to bond, so it's not like, you know, every it's like not like the team is structured in a way where it's solid and you take one link out and it all falls apart. Mm-hmm. It's so fluid, and the one positive, and it's not even a positive at this point, it's just it's increasing Strom's trade value. Absolutely. And we had this conversation, I think, I mean, you know, me, Russell, and... Jim from the from Forever Blue Shirts had this conversation earlier about, you know, um, does Panarin really, you know, increase everybody else around him? Does that mean you the, the players around him are bad because he's so good? Eh, but Strom uh, can hang. Strom yeah. is good enough. I mean, I mean he was a first-round draft for, pick. I mean. Yeah, trading Ryan Spooner for Ryan Strom is probably one of the better moves um gordon has done in the past few years just because it was it ends up being so lopsided mm-hmm. and strom's value just keeps going up and up and up and you know you could say it's because of panarin but he was good even before he put on that line oh yeah i believe he's riding a seven game point streak yeah but at a this seven point. game point streak yeah something and, along the lines of that and that might change depending on you know the penguins game but and and it's, see, it's, this... it's he's just he's just he he is supplemental and, and the thing he, that, he, that he, Ranger... he does what he needs to do and the thing that Ranger fans tend to forget is that Ryan Strom was a first-round pick by the New York Islanders, and I don't know if anyone has their memories cleared or not, but all Ryan Strom did was score against the Rangers. Him and Blake Como were one of the two guys 
I clearly remember scoring against the Rangers and you know, he's no slouch. He's only he's still 25, 26, I want to say. He's around that age range. I'm it's just that the money that he's making currently, mm-hmm. which is a massive overpay, I think he signed that contract with Edmonton, if I'm correct. I believe so. No, actually, no, he did not sign that contract no? with Edmonton. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but his, regardless of what it is, the contract that he currently has, he's going to be an RFA, and it pretty much stipulates that you need to at least give him 10% more than what he made for his previous team, if I'm correct on that. Uh, again, apologies for if anything inconsistent, but he's going to get paid more than what he's getting paid now. And for a team like the Rangers, it would be nice to have a guy like a Strom as your one of your bottom six forwards. But mm-hmm. seeing as how this team has such an influx of youth, it's not going to happen. So the best thing you can do is to just showcase him and see what you could get for him in a trade. And also, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this too. There is probably one positive of... Uh, of uh, Mika Zibanejad going down is that Filipino gets a chance to play bigger yeah, minutes, and definitely. obviously when when Mika comes back, Hedl's going to be locked in as your number two because of the way that he's played. Well, he came on and he he went two for two with two goals back to in the, in the two games he started, and he's just been unbelievable. I don't know if you if everybody's watched that game on Sunday. I definitely suggest oh, looking at his goal. That goal! Oh um, my gosh! You know. Rangers drew um, Rangers drew a penalty, Ooh. so you know they could get the sixth man, and Heedle just bursts into the offensive zone and makes a great move and scores a goal before the power play even starts. And he he's just on another level this year. He's humbled because he got thrown down. He wasn't happy. He cried about it for two seconds, even if he did cry, maybe one tear shed, maybe two. But you know he proved it. And although the Wolfpack have taken a hit and are starting to stabilize again. It's just he shows how he showed how important he is for this team and why he was drafted. And Russell says this all the time. If he was just a little bit younger, he would have gone top five, top ten in the next year's draft. And that's a huge difference. Absolutely. It's a huge like maybe the Rangers end up with him again, but it's just it proves like how good the kid is and how undervalued he really was going at I think it was twentieth overall. Twenty first. Twenty first overall, thank you. And he's just been a delight to watch. He's been strong with the puck. I you just I always forget how big he is. Well, I think I think you huge. mentioned that to me when you went to the game. You I, told I was me watching was, warmups and I'm looking at him boy. next to God. Who was it? Maybe Brendan Smith or somebody. Well, and he, he was just like, four. "Oh my God, is that Heedle? He's <laughs> he's a big kid. So he's strong with the puck. He's his hands are silky smooth, and he's just gonna get better. And you know. Then it brings up the conversation about Leah Anderson again. And I know he has not gotten enough time on you know any offensive zone or you know he's stuck with bad line mates, but at a certain point he has to make his line mates game better. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna the line mates aren't gonna define who you are, you define who your you line mates are. Who your line mates are, yeah. And Leah Anderson has the potential to be like that. We've seen him play well. It's just at what point do we make him sit more? Sit for more than one game. Yeah. Or set him down to Hartford to first stint. And no one's exempt. I mean, if Phil Peel's game flies off or falls off for some god awful reason, then he might go back down the AHL. We don't know. Well it's just to, to touch on Anderson, you know, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna kick a man while he's down. Anderson, you see, if if he really wanted to make an impression, he he has the skill to elevate his game. Now, the one thing that we really have to remember about a guy like Leah Sanderson, Leah Sanderson was drafted to be a two-way forward. That is what yes. everybody said. That also, is why they also, got him. You know? He was supposed to be the most NHL-ready player in that draft. Mm-hmm. So which, that, which that being you, said, yeah. like you said, that being said, what I think they're doing, and this is just mine, and, and then once I finish this, then we'll go on to our next And topic. I think I'm going to agree with you with this because it do, it's going to make sense. Well, of course. Well, thank you for that. And for well, yeah. Ta- taking out, taking out all the suspense <laughs> that everyone was anticipating. <laughs> it's not suspense. They could be like, that makes no sense at all. What is he doing? But my point is, is that I think the Rangers hold Anderson at a high regard. Okay, You look at a lot of good cup-winning teams, and a lot of them have a, a lot of good, solid two-way centers. You know, mm-hmm. You look at... Let, the example that popped into my head right away, and this is, I don't know why this is my first example, but it's uh, Boston and with Bergeron and Chris Kelly. Chris Kelly 
was a good two-way forward. He was a good two-way center. Obviously, Patrice Bergeron is Patrice Bergeron, so we know what he's mm-hmm. capable of. So Definitely. I think what they're trying to do is when they drafted Anderson, they drafted Anderson to essentially be the replacement of Derek Stepan. Derek Stepan was a phenomenal two-way forward with good centerman skills on the dot. He wasn't wasn't the most fleet of foot, but the guy could definitely play. We all know that. We've all witnessed it. So I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to basically, you know, they're trying to basically say, hey, look, we need you to finish this game. And we need you not finish this game, right? We need you to finish your game. We need you to polish it. Polish your game, become better on the draws, and then I guess once they see that, they'll start to put him up more. Because there's a reason why Brett Howden is on the third line currently. It's not because he's just some wash. It's because Brett Howden is a solid defensive center who is good on the draws for the most part. Now, with that being said, um, I want to transition into our next topic. Well, before you transition... Yeah. It does show a lot how much confidence Quinn has in Howden. And, you know, you could say it's favorites. You could say whatever you want. But he was the best face-off centerman in, uh, in the, on the team on Sunday. And that's why he took the mm-hmm. face-off on the three-on-three before anybody else came out. And I think it was uh, not Filipino, somebody else. I think maybe Ryan Strom or – regardless, it's just – Brett Howden went out there to win the faceoff, and guess what he did? He, he, he won, won the faceoff. Yeah, he won a lot of faceoffs in that game. Now the Rangers' faceoffs were god awful during that game. I think at one point it was eleven to thirty-three in favor of the Good Panthers, grief. and it's just it's terrible. It's, that's grief. what happens with Mika Zibanejad's gone. Yeah, and it's not just it, it's like he, he's just that good defensively. Mm-hmm. But the issue is then why not give Leah Anderson more offensive time? Give him less responsibility for the offense i mean for the defense and it's just it's not it doesn't work that way you have to play those dirty minutes you have to Mm -hmm. play those garbage minutes and it happens yeah he's still only 20 20 years old you know like give the kid a freaking break yeah and and give quinn some slack yeah because i know we talk about it every week and i know it's getting annoying and i'm I'm tired of talking about it too yeah like you are I, i everybody's tired of hearing about it it's just Somebody's got to give, and it's one of three things. It's either Leah Sanderson is going to just get better over time. He's either going to get sent down or he's going to get traded. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunately, it's trending towards the traded, and I don't want him gone. I think he's a huge asset. It's just like you said in the beginning of the podcast, there's no room for him. Well, it's just I, it's just it doesn't seem like there is at the po- at the moment. Well, in in that sense, I have to agree with you. I, I like Leah Sanderson, and I think that he should be a part of this team. But if the Rangers can find the right deal from him in terms of helping out Capo Caco, which we already know he's already showing his gifts on how good he can be, then you have to go ahead and make that trade. So now that being said, let's move on to our final point of our podcast. I know, I know, I know, everybody's sad. Boo, final point, boo. <laughs> so we know the Rangers have been somewhat lacking defensively, and it's been pointed out by many that a lot of the players that played for the Rangers, like a Neil Pionk and a couple of others, like a Kevin Shattenkirk, have thrived after they've left. So now I'll pose this question to you, Kevin, because mm-hmm. you're the only one here. Obviously. Um, I mean, unless somebody else wants to shine. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's ah! Capo Caco. Uh, welcome, Capo. This is nice podcast. <laughs> so, so the Rangers need to get better defensively. In what ways do you see them attempting to do that? Obviously, guys like Hayek and Fox and Truba and Lindgren have all played well, but there's like a, a different level these guys can reach. How can they possibly get better defensively? As weird as it sounds, I think the goaltenders need to not be as brilliant and amazing <laughs> and unbelievable. <laughs> it is weird. It's just they've stolen a lot of games so far this season. Uh, you can attest that most of the wins are because that uh, because of the um, the goalie situation. And you know, if you really want to look at advanced metrics, I'm not personally a fan of them. It it's not even close at this point. Like you don't even need to be a huge stat head to get these advanced metrics. The Rangers are terrible when it comes to controlling the puck. They are god-awful when it comes to giving up shots and chances. And, you know, they just aren't 
on the same level, and it's because of the goaltending they've gotten to the point now. They can't ride the goaltenders forever. We've seen, we saw the game against Florida. We saw, you know, Ottawa, and you know, we saw New Jersey, and all these games where they get completely blanked, mm-hmm. and they, they're getting so far. They, I mean, exactly, they're getting shut shut down, and they're getting all these goals against them, and the goalies just can't keep up. And it's not their fault because the defense is just atrocious, and they've tried different pairings, they've tried sitting guys down, but it really is going to come down to, uh, you know, who sits out when, you know it. It's kind of now. This is bringing it back to why it's bad that Stahl sat out. You don't have that extra defenseman to slot in when someone needs to take a break. It's kind of now, like a Shea, cup check in a sense. Yeah, and Shea arguably had a better game. He's had. I'm not saying he had an amazing game. He just had a better game than he recently had against the Panthers than he did against. Uh, I think it was Detroit. Mm-hmm. It was terrible against Detroit. And the Panthers, he didn't look awful, but it's just you know you can't really quantify that because it was against. It was a high scoring game, but. It's just accountability is going to come down to the defense. Well, who who do you think that fall, who do you think that responsibility falls on though? Because these guys are obviously talented, but I mean, well, it gets to a point where who who does the blame fall on? Does it fall on the players themselves, I, or does it fall on the coaching staff? Because it's a little it's, bit it's of both. Too, mu- at this too, point. too it's much just, skill it, on the back end for them to just be getting beat like that. It's, these guys it's a are little strong bit of players. Yeah. I don't I don't understand. It's. It's, it really is a little bit of both, and if you really want to blame anything, you really could blame the, the coaching staff. Um, Lindy Ruff really hasn't been that defensive coach that we need him to be, and ever since he came here, it just seems like a lot of guys took a huge step back. Like Kevin Shattenkirk's defense fell off the side of the cliff, and you know Truba hasn't been as sharp as he was in Winnipeg, and it's just obviously small sample size. You can't really just, you know... Just credit him for that. He hasn't just, been as sharp, but he hasn't been as bad as people expect. No, he, no, no. He's he's been great. He's been solid. It's just Shea. His after his first year, it's just it's not the same, and it's tough to kind of now he's got to break habits, and that's what it's going to come down to. These guys not getting into bad habits, not relying on the goaltending, and just trusting what got him here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Natural skill goes a long way. It does, I, and I think Quinn is addressing it properly. And if you like now, we don't hear the complaints as much because the Rangers are winning and these guys are getting sat down and this and that. But I think that the Rangers' defense is it's going to be a slow working development. It's like obviously, defense would take longer to develop than anybody else. It's just well, I, I, they, I think they, they, the they, they, they just need they just need time. It, that's all it's going to come down to. And, and like, yeah, you're absolutely right on that. It comes down to time, and I think what a lot of Ranger fans seem to have missed or seem to forget is that this team is young and you have a lot of a lot of pressure getting put on the youth of this team and while some of it could be put on the coaching staff you know the younger guys may not have as much of an excuse the older guys well don't know what to tell you there so at the end of the day they just really need to feed off each other and just continue to try and make each other better. You know, the typical cliche of, you know, iron sharpens iron kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I know they can get better defensively because, you know, the Rangers are not just going to draft a bunch of guys just because they're fast. I mean, they obviously know that they have strong skill sets. So that's why Mm -hmm. I do have hope. It's a little alarming, but maybe a change in the defensive part of the coaching staff, whether Lindy Ruff gets fired, could make a difference. Maybe they're just trying to wait till the end of the season to let him go. Yeah. But either way, unfortunately, they they brought him on to replace AV. It didn't happen in the event, and it didn't happen because you know AV stayed on longer than everybody expected. Then he gets fired in the off season. It was just I was surprised that Lindy Ruff was still on the staff. But you know there are some positives to having him. He has a lot of he has a lot of experience. So maybe it is helping Quinn in a certain aspect. It's mm-hmm. just you can't again bad habits. You can't develop them from anybody. Yeah. And if Lindy Ruff is giving you bad habits, I don't know what to tell you. These guys aren't going to develop the way they should. And maybe it's you're right. Maybe it's time for a coaching change. Maybe you get another young coach, a revel, like you know, a guy who's ready to do something different than everybody else. Well, it's just why not to add to add to that. I'll give credit where credit is due. Uh, David Quinn, uh, and his coaching David. staff. 
De- not David. Did I say David? You said David. I, I said David. I don't, David. I don't know what's wrong with me today. I guess it's a very long day today. It's but, one of those days. I guess neither one of us are sharp. I, I guess not. But David Quinn and his staff have done a phenomenal job with developing a lot of these players. Some a mm-hmm. little slower than others. But either way, they've done a yeoman's job at getting these young guys to go out and play hard every night. And that's yep. a testament to not only Jeff Gordon's vision, Chris Drury's vision, and also with John Davidson's vision sticking with Quinn and company because they all believe in the same message. Mm-hmm. This team is going to be good. You can see it already with just the skill. The pieces are slowly being put together, and they will definitely break out sooner than most think. Now, before we end our podcast today, uh, we're just going to profile just some of the games that are coming up in the schedule up until our next podcast. So, as if you didn't know, we are recording this on Veterans Day, and we want to congratulate and give thanks to all our veterans out there. And when you hear this, it'll be Wednesday the 13th, and the Rangers will have already played against the Pittsburgh Penguins at Madison Square Garden. So we will have a reaction for that on our next podcast. We'll see how they do against no Sidney Crosby because that was announced earlier today. That was today. announced earlier today. So that's definitely something we'll talk about on the next podcast. And then the mm-hmm. Rangers go down to Florida to play the Tampa Bay Lightning at the Amelie Arena on the 14th, which is right before payday and then they go (laughs) then they go to the bbnt center uh that following saturday on the 16th and then after that they do not play again until the 20th where they go back home to play the washington capitals no preview then so no we'll have that preview we'll We'll have have that preview the following week but our next podcast which will have will be released on the 20th we will brought we will preview all three games in Florida and, and probably all four Square games, Garden. you know, Washington, Ottawa, Montreal, Minnesota, those games after this. Oh, yeah. Well, let, yeah. No, but, we'll but just you know, just, it's interesting. It. I do like to point out, like, they already play Tampa Bay in Florida. Now they're already going back. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they face off against Tampa Bay. And it'll be a lot more interesting to see if they learned anything against Florida, especially since it's such a quick turnaround. And maybe they actually get to face Bobrovsky. Maybe. I was kind of upset I didn't get to see that, but maybe Panarin was a little bit happy because he knows how good his former teammate is. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he feels really good about scoring against his former teammate, but that remains. Oh no, I think I think his the paycheck he gets every two weeks. Yeah, I don't think he cares. (laughs) No, no, he's a happy guy. Look, ever see his Instagram or his Twitter? He looks so happy. I know. Imagine you made that money. Oh, if I made that money, all I would be doing is smiling. Smiling with my dog? Absolutely. Yeah. Are you and kidding we still me? don't know what the bonuses are. Oh, boy. Yeah. What well, are those bonuses? Well, we'll find that out soon enough. But uh, One positive note, and it obviously overlooked with all the different news and you know player profiles that we've done today, Capocaco has looked exceptional. Oh, yes. In the last few games. Absolutely. He's taking the body a lot better, and his goal, his power play goal was outstanding. Oh, was his shootout goal was outstanding. Even better thing of and beauty. And if you just, you don't need to hear me talk about it. Just listen to the broadcast with Sam and Joe and talk about, listen to what Joe says about how we approach that play. And it's just such a smart move. 18 years old. And this kid's going to be around for a long time. So please enjoy it. If any, nothing else goes good this year, just remember we have Capo Caco for three years at the least, and then hopefully more because they'll sign into extension. Oh, I mean, you have to, of course. And yeah. and the one thing I want to point out about Capo Caco, too, is the Rangers, I was reading an article in the Post, and the Rangers called in help from a Tuomo Rutu, former NHL player from Finland. He came in. Which we talked about last week. Yeah, but again, I just want to reiterate it. For because you, all you want. because you brought it up, Kevin. Of course, of but course. I just want I'm to reiterate. Sorry. I didn't know you wanted to make a point. Well, I, well, you hear I me talking I'd make about a point, it, and you were like, "Okay, bye, folks." But whatever. <laughs> no, but go Anyways, on. Anyway, sorry, you're yeah. the host. Th- thanks for ruining my train of thought, <laughs> Kevin. Thanks for ruining it. Anyways, all kidding aside, you know, again, I, I know I reiterated it last week, and I'm going to reiterate it again. Re-reiterate. Yes, I am re-reiterating it. Good choice of words, Kevin. Congratulations, you win a medal. Um, so again, like I said, uh, Kako <laughs> got help from Tuomo Rutu. And again, you can start to see he's starting to get comfortable out there on the ice and he seems more, uh, stern on the puck and, and, and just that game on Sunday, the way he played, this kid's going to be a star. So, you know, that goal and the shootout goal is evidence of that. So anyways, Kevin Krupe, thank you so much for coming John on the Lynch podcast Barrow. today and helping well, us out. You know, we do do it every week. Yes, so. we do. That is well, right. Well, thank you for having me. 
Uh, thank you for everyone who's taken a listen to us. Again, if you are listening to this podcast, please check us out on Forever Blue Shirts. Find us on Twitter. Give us a follow. Yell at us, whatever you want. Please feel free to blow up our phones because... Ask us questions. Yeah. You know, ask... Yell at us. Tell us how bad we did. Tell us how good yes, we did. Yes. Shove it down our throats. Tell us how bad or maybe tell us how good we are. I know Steve are. will tell us how bad we did. Well, of course but he does. Of course. I mean, I guess... Is does that he a... like anything? Maybe. Well, if it's... You're Leah Sanderson. Leah Sanderson. Yes, of course. Yeah. Or Vitalik. He's in New Jersey. So, yes, whatever. that's right. But that's, that's a whole... ridiculous. He got he got a ruined jersey and a new jersey, two for the price of one. Well, next time I'm gonna go to Cosby's. Like, look, don't give me the right thing. Mess my just jersey put, up so I can get Anderson an athlete on, the back on Twitter, and then I'll get a new one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. anyways, thank you everybody for listening so much. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, Russell Hartman will be back with us. You know, the top line fully loaded and ready to go. Uh, and y'all have a good night and enjoy the games and let's go Rangers. Run into Old Navy Saturday and Sunday for 50% off all Old Navy active styles for adults and kids. They're all 50% off, but hurry, it's Saturday and Sunday only at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 215 to 216 excludes in-store clearance and baby. Get to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans start at just 18 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids. With tees from just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale, even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active licensed and men's package tees. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group.